0: Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin, the show where I invite people into the Blog Cabin to chat about life. I'm Melissa, and I'm your host. I know sometimes I forget to put the inspirational quote in the bio, so just in case you didn't catch it during the conversation, here it is again, by JK Rowling. We do not need magic to transform our world. We carry all the power we need inside ourselves already. And basically, this is really great To start off this particular episode with Tammy, we talk about happiness, meditation, mindfulness, and basically being kind to ourselves. This is an episode I particularly thought about mom, busy moms, busy wives who are juggling house, home, everything else. But I also wanted to do this episode for those men out there that are just as stressful as well. During the course of this whole conversation, Tammy takes us through a guided meditation. It's probably about a 10-minute guided meditation, but I felt so calm and so relaxed that it was just great. I just absolutely enjoy her voice. Her voice is such a calming voice that I immediately, and I don't normally do this to some people that come on, but I immediately went over and subscribed to her podcast. And I will say, um, and I will put the link in the show notes, that her podcasts are normally 10 to 11 minutes, so it's a great little, like, if you need a calming, turn her podcast on, her voice... If you just listen to the um, resonance of her voice, then it's great. Um, I love that she said that you really don't need anything for your meditation. You can meditate anywhere. So I hope you really enjoyed this episode with Tammy. And please be mindful of what you say to yourself, what you say to others, how you treat yourself, how you treat your body. And most importantly, this is what I need you to do. I need you to start listening. back to Chats from the Blog Cabin. Today we're talking about happiness and mindfulness and doing meditation. And as you know, March is Women's History Month. So I've dedicated a whole month of March to do women empowerment, women issues focus on. And of course, at the beginning of every episode, I start with a woman's quote. And this one's from J.K. Rawlings. And it says, we do not need magic to transform our world. We carry all the power we need inside ourselves already. And I think that kind of provides what we're going to be talking about today, Tammy. Am I correct?
1: Uh, yes, I, I love that quote. Um, actually, I think I, I've used it uh, once in a, in a blog post. And um, yeah, mindfulness is all about focusing on, on ourselves and our strengths, our needs, and, and paying attention to what's here in the present moment.
0: Yeah. So before we get into this, Tammy, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Sure. Um, I'm the founder of HappyMeditator.com. I have a podcast as well, Happy Meditator. And uh, I'm a mom of two. I have two school age children that right now are in remote learning. (laughs) We live in, in Washington in the Seattle area. And I've been here now for almost 17 years. I love living uh, in the Pacific Northwest. I love the outdoors, love being uh, here. And uh, I started uh, my journey into mindfulness, uh, meditation, and, and happiness. As part of a, of a self-discovery process, I was not feeling really well. Mentally and physically, and I decided to just follow what J.K. Rowling was saying, finding my my inner powers, my inner magic to to reduce stress, anxiety, and uh, and center myself. And that's how I started uh, practicing meditation, uh, yoga, and got deeper into um, positive psychology, which is basically the science of happiness. And uh, that's why I founded Happy Meditator, and that's why I do the work I do.
0: So how long have you been with, um, did you start your website?
1: Um, I think, well, um, maybe seven or eight years ago, um, I started my, my website, and I started teaching um, meditation. I took uh, a meditation training course. And I started teaching just uh, people that were around me in my community interested in meditation. And I decided that I wanted to make in my career to coach. I, I had uh, experience previously working in the mental health field, in um, psychiatric uh, hospitals and community clinics. So I, I had a pretty strong base on, on how to help people, but I decided to specifically focus on, on meditation and mindfulness.
0: Now, I know a lot of people are like meditation is not for me because they cannot stop their mind from, mm-hmm. you know, shut off their brain. Because, I mean, I've tried to sit still for a while, but I'm thinking about all the million d- different <laughs> things that I have to do. So, yeah, let's talk about meditation. What is it and how we can kind of clear our minds?
1: Yes. Well, there's tons of different types of meditation. I think in, in the last um 10 years, there has been a growing interest in meditations, and a lot of these practices come from uh, Western traditions. So um, around, uh, I believe, around 12 years ago, there was this neuroscientist that had an interest on on finding uh, more about how the brain of meditators work because he was meeting all these uh, monks and religious leaders in the Buddhist community and noticed that these guys had something special about them. They seem always happy. They seem very resilient. They seem very calm. And he decided to study their brains. This is uh, Dr. Richardson. He's a very well-known scientist in the field of meditation. And he realized that the way their brains work was different. The way they reacted to pain, to challenges, to suffering. It was like their mind had uh, this pattern of connections that was different to an average person. So uh, as part of of this uh, exercise, he decided to see if they could bring those teachings from uh, Buddhist traditions and yoga traditions into a secular field. So let's remove the elements that could be considered beliefs or spirituality And uh, bring elements of meditation that anyone can learn to take advantage of of being able to uh, change the way our brain works. So that's the kind of meditation that I teach is mindfulness based on traditions that are come from the West but they're not religious-based traditions. So that's the first thing you need to uh, understand about meditation. There's some that are religious and some that are not. So I teach the the secular version. The other aspect of meditation, I think when, when you see someone doing a meditation practice, they usually are seated still. And when you see them, they look kind of calm and that like they're very peaceful. But... The reality is that there's a lot going inside our heads. So we are not able in meditation to shut down the brain, right? We we cannot shut down the thoughts. And it is common for people when they begin the practice to experience what you were saying. It's like, wow, I'm sitting here and my brain, my thoughts are going crazy. I must be doing something wrong. This meditation thing is not for me. And the reality is that uh, for most people, that's kind of the experience, when you're sitting in meditation. So one of the things you uh, you could do if you decide to try meditation, like the type of meditation that I teach, which is about focusing on one thing, when you feel that those thoughts are arising, distractions are arising, you acknowledge that they're there, so oops, here, there, here's a thought, here is uh, something that is distracting me, and you don't follow it. So what you do is that you come back to whatever was your point of focus so mm-hmm. let's say you were focusing on breathing and you were just following your inhalation and exhalation right and then suddenly oops a thought comes oh i forgot to call so and so and the kids mm-hmm. are going to be blah, 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 all those things that moms you know <laughs> have always going around in our heads and uh you just notice oh something arise here let me come back to my breath so, that is what we are constantly doing in meditation. The mind wanders and we bring it back. The mind wanders and we bring it back.
0: I love that. Now, along with meditation, we're talking about mindfulness as well. So, tell us what mindfulness is for those people that don't know.
1: Yeah. So, mindfulness is when we pay attention to the present moment in a non judgmental way. One of the principles that, um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, mindfulness is based on, is on this Western traditions that are very compassionate traditions. They're traditions in which we respect uh, the human being, all their needs and everything, uh, it's accepted. So when we're sitting uh, in, in meditation, we can do a specific type of mindfulness meditation. And in that meditation, when things arise, we try to treat things with compassion and not judge the experience. So that's a very important important principle that comes from those Western uh, philosophies I was mentioning earlier. And it's just simply living in the present moment. Um, In some of the courses that I teach and and when I work with people on one-to-one coaching, we try to bring meditation obviously as a a practice that you see it do on a daily basis, but also throughout the day, you can do things to bring more mindfulness, to bring that mind that is just traveling and going all Mm -hmm. over the place, connected to the present moment. And that's one of the important um, aspects that they found in in that study that I mentioned earlier. And a lot of the studies that they have been doing uh, on on the importance of, of meditation and mindfulness practices is that the more we do this, the more we stop the mind from wandering and being all scattered around the place, and bring it to the present moment, we begin to change our central nervous system to stay more calm, to stay more centered, and, and more resilient. So you're just it, mindfulness.
0: We were talking about the non-judgment. I think a lot of women, and men as well, but they tend to be the their own worst critics. Like they tend to judge themselves. They don't give themselves grace. Mm -hmm. So what would you say for someone that's maybe struggling with that at the moment?
1: Yeah. An important aspect when we begin to sit in meditation is that you might notice that element of criticism highlighted like, oh, my gosh, it feels more intense because you're suddenly sitting in stillness. You're closing your eyes. You're trying to focus on the breath. And all these things keep distracting you, keep bothering you, and you might start to feel irritated. You might start to feel annoyed with yourself. And uh, I tend to find that a lot of people who tend to be very much uh, very perfectionist, that like to have control of things, that like to manage a lot, that are always planning on scheduling, struggle when they sit in meditation because they're used to doing, moving, and controlling things. And when you sit and you realize that your mind is all over the place, it could feel very difficult. So one of the things uh, you can do when you feel that element of judgment and criticism arising, whether it's in your meditation or in your life, is to use compassion. And this is one of the important principles that I mentioned earlier from mindfulness. So instead of, bringing, uh, instead of following that critical voice, see if you can bring a compassionate voice. Uh, uh, a very important practice that I have been doing in, in my life for now around three years, and hopefully we will be able to share it with your audience today is to bring loving kindness when we're critical, when we're worried, when we're stressed. So you can use a simple phrase. So instead of saying to yourself, you know, uh, I'm an idiot, I'm stupid, I don't know how to do things, I'm I'm a catastrophe. When when you realize getting caught in that sort of narrative, you can say to yourself, how can I be kind to myself in this moment? and just repeat a simple phrase like that. How can I be kind to myself in this moment? And repeat it two or three times. And just notice, as as soon as we bring kind words to a situation, it's like our mind changes gears and it's like, how can I be kind to myself? And usually things arise that uh, are possibly going to be more beneficial for you than staying in that critical narration. Now, everything I've
0: seen about mindfulness and meditation goes along with yoga, and you also teach yoga as well. Yes. So they kind of kind of intertwine with each other, correct?
1: Yes. Um, as I mentioned, um, yoga is another field that has been deeply studied to have the ability and power to change how our brain works, to help us reduce stress, uh, promote more uh, resilience, and help us stay more centered. So a lot of the people actually don't know this, that the whole purpose of yoga is to be able to sit in meditation. So a lot of the times when we go to a yoga class, you know, we do the whole class and then maybe five minutes or three minutes are left at the end in what uh, people call shavasana, which is kind of that total relaxation. And what it's supposed to happen ideally in the yoga tradition is that then is when people sit in meditation. So w- without the whole yoga journey for your class, you have stretch, you have relief tension, you have center yourself in your body, you feel grounded, you feel you know this you know energy rush into your body, and then you sit quiet and practice meditation. So they're deeply intertwined. And and one of the goals is once you finish your yoga sanas, which is the movement, is that you're going to be able to be more centered and more focused on your meditation practice. So one should go uh, with the other.
0: Now, I had someone on last week that talked about yoga and she's a yoga instructor and we were talking Mm -hmm. about how most women don't want to go to a gym or don't want to work out because they're so afraid of being judged by, first of all, they don't fit in because Mm -hmm. they're not the exact body type that they want to be. They -hmm. don't have the right clothes. So what do you suggest for women?
1: Um, I want to tell you a personal experience. Uh, I remember um, there was this yoga studio when uh, I started practicing yoga and meditation daily that I began going. And uh, the yoga studio had a huge wall mirror on one side. And I remember (laughs) entering that studio and seeing that wall of mirrors and seeing my reflection there. And it's like all that inner criticism about my body was like, whoa, look at yourself. Look how you look like. I think somehow in our minds, we tend to create this image about how I look. And then suddenly we see things in the mirror And it's hard uh, for us because all those judgments come come along. And I was so grateful when I realized that they were doing the class with the mirrors behind, so I didn't have to look at at, at myself. And and I continue uh, going to, to to this yoga studio and I was very happy until suddenly one of the teachers decided to change. And then we were facing the mirrors. And I was like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to deal with this? So I started sitting at the back of the class. So I have all the bodies in front of me because I didn't want to see myself. Uh, In my mind, I thought I looked better than when I saw myself in the mirror. So it was really hard. And um, one of the things I realized that when I started practicing yoga, it was about connecting with my body. It was about reducing my stress, feeling centered. And one of the things I learned in yoga is that we have to deal with the discomfort of our insecurities and face them you know, head on. And um, I realized you need to bring compassion to yourself. You need to stop being critical about your body. You know, your body keeps you here, keeps you alive lets you enjoy a, a wonderful life. Why you have been so harsh on it for all these years? I think I'm Latin American. Mm-hmm. So I come from a culture that is hyper, super critical about how you look, how you you know, present yourself as an image. And suddenly I was there facing all this sort of junk that I have put in my head for so many years. And um, part of the process I, I started to do it was I started coming uh, home, and sometimes after the shower, when I used to go to the yoga class, I begin to sit in front of a mirror and do uh, almost like a meditation breathing practice. That I I, I sat and stare at my face at the things that um, bother me, at the things I was being so critical and start to be loving towards them, start to be kind to my body and and love myself more. So I I think um, for all the women out there that feel uncomfortable going to a yoga studio, oh my gosh, I get you. I I totally understand. I have been there, got the (laughs) t-shirt, (laughs) gone through this whole journey. And uh, what I say to you, what can I say to you is that, Part of the process of doing uh, yoga was, for me, begin to love myself, begin to love my body, and be uh, okay and accept uh, the discomfort that it brings with with loving and acceptance.
0: Now, you mentioned that you're Latin American. Um, Full disclosure, I'm married. My husband's from Mexico, and we have three. Hola. (laughs) Yeah, we have three amazing daughters, but they, I mean, my youngest actually, her body type's a little bit different than my older two, because my older two are very petite. They're 25 and 23, barely weigh 100 100 pounds. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're like 5'4", 4'11", whereas the youngest one is like, she's uh, she's not overweight. She's normal size. I keep Mm -hmm. thinking she's oversized, but she's normal size, just the other Mm -hmm. two are very petite. And that judgment that she has, is she doesn't want to work out. She doesn't want to be around her sisters and everything. Mm-hmm. And like when they we go to Mexico, it's like she gets that a little bit of judgment because she's so much bigger than everybody else in the
1: family. Mm-hmm. Um, I always remember uh, this very uh, negative experience that I had. After I had my, my son, I, I put out a lot of weight with my pregnancy talking about 60 pounds, I think, 50 or near 60 pounds. So obviously, um, after you had a baby, it, it takes you a while, right? And, and I never came back to, to being um, the size I was before. And um, I remember going to, uh, to a friend's house with my baby just a month. After uh, I gave birth, and this was in 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 Latin America and our our friends were uh, from Venezuela and it's so critical, it's so harsh the comments from people people could be so oh my gosh, hard on 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 women and the first thing uh this guy who was a family friend said to me, "Oh my God, you're so fat <laughs> and oh, that just came to me as a shock like how can people be so critical and so judgmental about our bodies and then you have a a beautiful teen that is so worried and and terrified of of these sort of messages that we keep hearing about in this case i got it straight on my face but uh through social media through comments from from people around them in school and friends so um what one of the things I, I began uh, to do as part of the journey, I decided that what I needed to work with is, is with, with me accepting my body and accepting myself the way it was at the time. It didn't matter if I was going to lose 20, 30 pounds or not in the future. We we have to realize that um the that the stereotypes that, that society uh, puts on, on women are just ridiculous. Are, are not worth it. We we bring so much unhappiness to our lives following all those messages, and that is one of the things that uh, I, have, I have began to to do in this journey to try to disconnect myself from all those messages from social media through magazines through criticisms, and embrace my body just the way it is. And um, one of the things I like to do when I find myself being critical um, about something in my body, again, is bring that compassionate voice again. The way I do this is that I focus on gratitude. Gratitude for me is is a way to quickly change gears from being self-critical to be in kind to myself. So one thing um, you can suggest to to your daughter uh, or to anybody that feels at a particular time that there's a particular thing that they don't like about their body is to listen to that message when you say to yourself, let's say, um, I don't like my belly, I'm too fat, right? Let's say you say that and just notice how you feel inside when you say those harsh words to yourself. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And take just three deep breaths when you say that to yourself. Take three deep breaths and put your hands in your heart as you're breathing. So suddenly you mean that element of calm and reducing that inner critical voice. And then think about what is it that you're able to do with your body that you're grateful for? So maybe she doesn't like her belly, let's just say. And you can say, well, well, thanks to my uh, to my body, I'm able to eat. I'm able to enjoy being alive. I'm able to enjoy having a loving family that loves me just the way I am, right? Mm-hmm. So connecting with gratitude for me has been such a healing practice that brings that element of just kindness, when we are feeling very self critical. So
0: during this time, during COVID, I know a lot of people are feeling very anxious and like the United States is opening up a little bit more and a little bit more with the vaccines Mm -hmm. and everything else, but how can we manage our mindset and manage our happiness
1: and be mindful during COVID? Yeah, there's five things that I have been focusing on this journey through this whole year, right? We have been in, in a chronic stress conditions for a year. And this is something I think that people need to realize. It's very different when we started the the pandemic, you know, the four, those three, three months, we were, oh, don't worry, you know, things are gonna get better, things are going to improve, we're gonna be doing this. But slowly as things extended, those factors of stress keep draining and draining and draining us even further. So that's the first thing I am I, focusing on. It's just dealing with being in the present moment and connecting with the today. If I keep going back to that whole year and think about all the things that um, have brought me frustration, stress and anxiety, I will feel more tired, I wouldn't want to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. So this is almost like what, what people recommend uh, for people that are trying to break an addiction. We have to break this addiction of stressful thinking. So each morning, the way I bring my body to the, in my mind to the present moment is today's is a new day. Today's a fresh start. And I have to focus on that, on how am I going to be going through this day to the best that I can. The second thing um, that has been obviously very useful for me is that I have focused on extending my meditation to different chunks throughout the day. So usually I used to do a long meditation practice in the morning and then do something before going to bed. And now I realize that there's so much going on throughout the day that can bring you, pull you to that stress. And what I do is that I have added small chunks of time that I sit and practice a breathing meditation, just two to three minutes. So something very short. And as soon as I connect with my breath, I center myself. So I, I know that we need to do something throughout the day. For so, for other people, could be prayer. Prayer mm. is very centering, reading, you know, a positive quote reading the bible Mm -hmm. so throughout the day find something that you feel is centering for you that nourishes your mind your body and your soul so you don't spend the whole day in this challenging environment and then (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) when you come to bed you know you're exhausted the third thing um, that has been crucial for me it's movement So I used to do yoga and and running, you know, every other day. Now I do it every day because I know that that helps my body set my body forward into motion. So figure out something that you can do every day that is physical. And it doesn't have to be a long thing. Maybe it's just every day go for a five-minute walk, 10-minute walk, Or uh, do some strength training at home, some push-ups, some light weights. Do something every day that keeps you moving. Fourth, as I mentioned earlier, gratitude is a great place to to put your mind every day. So uh, for me, gratitude journaling is a very important practice. Just take two to three minutes every day and find the things you're grateful for. And the more you find gratitude with the simple things every day in life, the more you will bring that element of appreciation for all the wonderful things that we have. I think I gave four or I gave five. I'm not sure I have (laughs) lost track. So I'm gonna stop there for now.
0: (laughs) Now let's talk about people that are like working from home or they're actually going back to the workplace and they need to get that kind of stress relief during the day, but they're stuck behind
1: the computer. Talk about some of the ways that they can do that. Well, uh, here I will recommend um, a breathing meditation. It's, it's a very easy way to center yourself. It doesn't have to be long. As I mentioned earlier, just sitting for three minutes it's enough. So you can sit uh, in front of your ja- in front of your desk. Just turn off notifications, close your eyes, find a comfortable position, and count your exhalations. That's as easy as it comes. Uh, I recommend to people to count their exhalations backwards because it engages more the mind. And also uh, it gives you something as an anchor for your attention. So you start counting maybe from five all the way to one on your exhalations and just keep, keep repeating that. So you set a timer for two or three minutes or, or whatever you have that you could do. And I always uh, recommend, you know, doing some yoga stretching, just do some gentle stretching to reset the mind, and then you feel recharged and come back to to whatever, you know, what you're doing for work. So what kind of stretching would you recommend? Um as you did stretching, I saw you like <laughs> your neck. So usually I say to people that are a lot on a desk to focus on releasing tension on the shoulders, on the neck and upper torso. So something very simple you can just do, just do some shoulder rolls in one direction. It's just very simple. And then roll them back, right? You can just do that. And then just... You know, stretch your neck one side, then down. You know, do this slowly. I'm doing it really fast right now. But just do something like that. And then finally, uh, you can just bring your hands to, to the front. Just get your palms to touch. And then just do this three or four times. Open into the chest and bring your shoulders back. And those three simple stretches... We'll be able to release all that tension from being in front of a computer and from being, you know, leaning forward and grabbing any sort of tension we tend to when to we tend to get when we are uh, for a long time on a desk.
0: So, what are some other tips on well being and happiness that people can do?
1: One of the um, important aspects that I realized when I started um, my happiness journey, as I call it, is that I was deeply um, unsatisfied with what I was doing with my life. At the time, I was very focused on parenting or my kids, but I was not doing things for myself. I was not doing things that brought me joy just for me, just for the pure enjoyment and I realized I was just pretty uptight about so many things. I have forgot, you know, to have fun and to laugh and, and just to do things just for, for enjoyment. So I began to explore new hobbies, new things that uh, I have stopped doing and others that I just felt like I wanted to learn. And that was that had been uh, such a great journey for me because I realized that I had stopped being creative for so long because I was just so caught up in stuff that I was doing. And also uh, I was very critical um, about if I created something, is it right? Is it pretty? Is it not? Is it ugly? So I began doing this um, type of mindfulness actually practice called Zentangle I'm not sure you have have you heard about it. If you're yeah, a, a crafty person, yeah. So go ahead, all uh, your audience, Google it, find some uh, some books, some videos. I have a, a friend that has a wonderful website. If you want to learn uh, more about centangle, her website is Pebbles and Drops, and we have been doing actually collaborations together. So centangle is a type of drawing that you do, but is a drawing that you repeat patterns. You don't need to have, uh, you know, uh, a lot of experience drawing or creating art. And the whole experience is about being non-judgmental about what you create. Mm-hmm. So uh, I started doing these things, and I started having all this, you know, creativity. And then I started creating other things and moving uh, into other artistic uh, venues. So I say to everybody. Find things that you take time weekly or even better daily that they just nourish you, that you just feel like you get into flow, you forget about everything else, and you just do them for the pure joy. Just focus on joy and what connects you with feeling, you know, alive and energized.
0: Okay, now let's talk about some guided meditation we talked about before we came on that you were going to take us through a guided meditation and we Mm -hmm. talked about self-compassion so let's talk about self-compassion first and then let's get into the meditation
1: yes um so as i think we have been talking uh, a little bit uh, on the aspect of self-compassion especially for women when we are um, being critical either about our bodies about ourselves When we're mothers, we tend to be very critical about uh, when things are not going right with our children or we feel that something's wrong. We blame ourselves for it. We feel guilty. We feel embarrassed. Uh, So there's a lot of um, negative emotions that on a daily basis, I think women uh, tend to use to bring more self-criticism. So there's this wonderful uh, practice of self-compassion in which we sit in our meditation to be kind to ourselves. And we start this practice first with being kind to our body. So one way to do this is that you go through all your body. You can start from your feet all the way up to your head, and then you can move down. And you just observe uh, sensations in your body and you bring compassion, you bring gratitude for the body. And then we finish the practice with bringing loving kindness phrases. This is a wonderful um exercise that I learned from Sharon Salzberg, which is a really well-known Buddhist uh, teacher. She created um, this meditation in which you pick loving kindness phrases that you say to yourself. So they're almost like a a mantra, if you want to Mm -hmm. call it. And you can focus on the specific things you feel you need for the day. So let's say you had a very stressful day. So you can pick the phrase, may I be kind, uh, sorry, may I be peaceful uh, today, as as an example. Maybe you were very critical to yourself. You can pick the phrase, may I be kind to myself today. Let's say you are feeling unwell. Physically, you're ill or you have a chronic condition that is just really making it difficult for you today. So you can say, uh, may I be healthy today, right? So you pick a phrase for whatever connects with you. And you can uh, cater these short phrases to whatever feels that aligns with you to bring more self-compassion. Another way that, um, as, uh, that you can use this practice Let's say, um, and this happens a lot again to us mothers, when we are so worried about our children and we feel we have tried to do our best and we still see them struggling and we feel like our hands are tight and there's nothing we can do. A lot of the times uh, we feel like there has to be something, there has to be something and we keep banging ourselves against the wall and you realize, you know, you just have to let it be. So one loving kindness phrase that uh, you could use in those times when you're feeling you're very worried about a particular person in your life, your child or whoever it is, you can use a loving kindness phrase with that person's name, for Mm -hmm. example, Let's say uh, you're worried about your, your son. My son's name is Daniel. Let's say I'm worried about Daniel. And uh, I'm worried about his health. You can say, may Daniel be healthy. And you just repeat that phrase. May Daniel be healthy. And you keep repeating that phrase. So it's that element when you just don't know what else to do, you're almost handing it to a higher power a higher source to help you cope with this situation. And that's something as well um, that uh, has been for me very helpful to use as a loving kindness practice. So can we go through a meditation now? Can you take a Yes, let's do it. So let's begin with just finding a comfortable position. And, and where, where I'm sitting right now, I'm able to put my feet flat on the ground. And usually that is very good when you're doing a meditation practice. So you feel more connected and more grounded. So if you're in a chair and you cannot reach the the floor, just scoot your body forward if you can. Um, Also find your spine that it's upright. So we don't want to be slouching forward or just you know, being far, far back, um, arching our our back. So find a a posture that your spine feels upright. Almost, um, I said to people, feel like your spine is like a stack of books. So you want to feel that everything feels uh, aligned and balanced. So for your shoulders, I always say to people, just do a shoulder roll, bring those shoulders back, and then relax them down. So you feel that the chest is more open. For your hands, it's really up to you what feels more comfortable. I find that for me, the most comfortable thing is to keep my palms up. But if this feels more comfortable for you, you can do that. Or you can interlace your fingers very gently with no gripping. Or you can put um, one palm on top of the other whatever feels the best for you. And you can keep your eyes open or closed. That's also another option. Not everybody needs to close their eyes. So if you're choosing to keep your eyes open, just focus on something in front of you, not on the screen. Maybe find something on a wall or if you're in front of a desk, something that your eyes are not going to be wandering around. So you just place your gaze there. And... As we're just finding that comfortable posture, you can close your eyes if you're choosing to do that. And we're going to bring our attention to our breath. We're going to take three breaths here. And the way I want you to take these three breaths is that I want you to inhale through the nose. And when you exhale, you're going to let it out through the mouth very slowly and gently. So let's begin. Breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth very gently. Let's do that two more times. Breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. One last one. out of the mouth. So as we're sitting here, just notice your body still in this moment. Notice your feet flat on the ground. Notice your back sitting, maybe being supported by something. Just notice your back. Notice your body sitting on the chair. And for this moment, just keep your attention on your whole body. Just noticing where your body is right now. As we mentioned earlier, we're going to be focusing on compassion for this practice. So we're going to begin with our feet. So I want you to bring your attention to your right foot and just notice sensations. And maybe notice your foot on the ground, your toes. Then bring your attention to your left foot. And notice your toes. Notice your foot on the ground. And now bring a sense of appreciation to your feet. Think about all the things you're able to do because you have two feet. Connect with a sense of gratitude. An appreciation for your feet. Now notice your legs, bring your attention to your right leg. Notice the muscles, the bones. And now move your attention to your left leg Notice the sensations on the left leg and connect with a sense of appreciation for both legs. Think about all the things you're able to do because you have two legs. Bring your attention now to your torso and just notice your back. Notice the sensations on your chest and front of the torso. Just observe sensations on your torso. Now connect with a sense of gratitude for your torso. Think about your organs, your lungs, your heart, and all the things that are encased in your torso, your muscles, your spine. And connect with a sense of appreciation for all the hard work all these parts of your body are doing for you, keeping you alive, sustaining your existence. Say thank you to this area of your body. Now move your attention to your arms and hands Explore sensations on your right arm and right hand. Welcome sensations on your left arm and left hand. Welcome all the sensations on both arms. Now connect with a sense of appreciation for your hands and think about all the things you're able to hold, touch, caress because of your arms and hands. Now move your attention to your face and head, sensing your lips, your mouth, your nose, feeling sensations on your eyes, forehead, and your whole face. Bring that sense of appreciation and gratitude for all the things you're able to taste, smell, see, and feel through your face, your head, and all the parts that comprise your face and head. Now move your attention to your whole body. Sensing your whole body. Say thank you to your whole body that's keeping you alive here. It's keeping you alive in this moment. Bring your hands to the center of your chest. and just connect with how it feels your breath as you place your hands on your chest. Just relax into your breathing, connecting with these sensations. We're gonna close our practice with four loving-kindness phrases to bring self-compassion. May I be happy in this moment. You can repeat these phrases as well. May I be happy in this moment. May I be peaceful in this moment. May I be peaceful in this moment. May I be free from suffering. May I be free from suffering. May I live life with ease. May I live life with ease. Now notice how do you feel in this moment. There's no right or wrong way to feel. Whatever your experience is, is the right one for you. You can relax your hands on your lap. We're going to take one. Deep inhale through the nose and out through the mouth to close our practice. So join me. Deep breathe in through the nose. And out through the mouth. <sighs> Slowly, you can open your eyes if you had your eyes closed. And come back to our chat. <laughs>
0: That was so relaxing. I will admit that I did put it on you, just totally the camera on you and took myself out of the screen so people could just focus on what you were doing. I mean, but it was, I think I could listen to your voice. Like you have such a calming voice that I'm
1: like, oh, it's such a
0: relaxing thing. So honestly, (laughs)
1: thank you for that. (laughs) You're welcome. I'm glad you you find it uh, positive and enjoyable.
0: Yeah. So is there one last nugget that you can leave us with?
1: Yes. Um, One important thing for me um, throughout this whole year that I have centered myself is in uh, connecting more with nature and seeing the wonder that no matter what's going on in our world and all the difficulties we're living every day, the sun comes out every day, the clouds move every day, there are birds, there's nature happening around us. So if you're feeling you're having a a hard time, you don't know what to do, just go out in nature, go and take a walk in a park, in the woods, find a lake, find a beach, stare at a plant, hug your pet, Connect with something that connects you with being alive and being in nature. That I find it; it's always calming, always soothing, and it doesn't require us to do much. I love that. Now tell people where they can find you again. Yes. Uh, my website, as I mentioned, is happymeditator.com. I also have a podcast in which I talk a lot about the things we talk today. And also, I started recently doing guided meditations in my podcast. So if you would like more of my meditations, you can find me as well there, Happy Meditator. And in social media, you will find me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn as Happy Meditator as well.
0: Now, I have to say, Happy Meditator podcast is available on all podcast platforms? Yes. Okay, because yeah, I can I, hear
1: the link for, for anchor because that one is connected to my website, but you can find me in any of the other websites. It's just I, I found that it's easier if you go there, then you can also click on, on any of the other platforms.
0: And honestly, I think I am going to go subscribe because just that like I said, just your voice <laughs> right now from at least for me is very calming. It's very Thank soothing. You. So, you know, I I do you have another question for you real quick that I thought about sure. while we were t- chatting. is like, are there any special supplies or any special, like a place that you should have to have for meditation that's simply for meditation only?
1: Um, it's really up to you if you have the space to have uh, in your house a designated area for meditation. I think it helps to know that you have a, a nook, a corner in your house, that you have your cushion or your chair that you can sit for me as a mom, um, my meditation spot changes with my life, with, uh, you know, with the kids and their schedules. Sometimes uh, I'm able to, if I wake up early to go and do it downstairs in, in the living room, or sometimes I have a spare bedroom that I'm able to use. But as life happens, I, my practice moves with me wherever I'm able to do it. So if you're able to have a designated area, it will be wonderful but it's not required. I love that you said it's
0: not required, but I did, I decided <laughs> I was going to have a designated area because I'm one of the ones that like everything goes, pings off my brain. So I decided mm-hmm. I wanted to start this. And I think this is great that you came on today because my designated chair was coming today. I oh, wonderful. It, so I'm going to make <laughs> my own little corner in our bedroom. But now that I know you have a podcast and I can get on and listen to your guided meditations as well, that's going to help me out a lot
1: yeah wonderful i'll tell you something really quickly uh before we go when i started meditating my daughter was really young and you know when you have toddler babies oh my gosh your your life is crazy so i started meditating in my car so my car became my meditation room because i will drive she will fall asleep i will stop the car and then i'll meditate so think about that. You know, you have to make your meditation work for you. So if you're out of space, the car or whatever, it can also work really well. I love that.
0: Tammy, thank you so much for coming on. And thank you for sharing your your wisdom and, and leading us through a, guiding, a guided meditation. Because, you know, a lot of people, they actually want people to pay for that. But you so graciously gave it to, to us today for free. So I want to thank you for that.
1: Oh, thank you for inviting me. I had a wonderful time. I loved chatting with you. It was great. And hopefully, you know, maybe in the future we will be able to to meet again. Yes.
0: I would love to have you back on. Anytime you want to come back on, just let me know. Especially during the holidays with the stress of the holidays, that would be a great one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That will be wonderful. Okay, guys. So we will see you on the next chat from the Blog Cabin. Bye. y'all i don't know about you but i was so relaxed when Tammy was going through the meditation in fact the whole conversation i just felt such a calmness over me i'd had so much anxiety going through my mind for this this past couple days um for this women appreciation month you would think that i would be getting so much out of it but nope devil's trying to get in my brain and but listening to her today was like just a very calming voice very solemn very like I hope you really enjoyed the guided meditation. I wanted to give this to you if for those that don't believe in meditation. Um, for those that just need some just need a minute or two just to just sit with your thoughts, this is a great way. And I thought it would be something a little bit different for us to do because meditation is something that a lot of people don't really know how to do or what to do and they can't quiet their thoughts. So even if we're just sitting there for a minute and just being quiet and being still, it means a lot. I also asked her about some things that we can do as far as being out being behind her desk and working from home she gave us some great tips of how you can incorporate movement just like kenzie did on um the power of movement with kenzie on the couple of episodes back i will continue to try to create episodes like this for you because guys i am getting so much out of this episode so if i'm getting something out of it i'm sure you are If you have anybody else that you would like to be on Chats in the Blog Cabin, please let me know. You can always go to the link um, wherever you listen to and send me a message and say, hey, you know, I'd like to be on. You can also email me at adventuresoffrugalmom.com or I will put in the show notes a link where you can actually set up your interview and give me like a little background. That's where I'm getting a lot of these people from. Thank you so much for being part of the podcast family. Please like, leave a re- review or rating wherever you listen to. If you happen to hop on YouTube and do want to see the people that are talking, click su- subscribe, give me a thumbs up, comment. I'm always really conscious about going on YouTube and looking at the comments. Or you can go over to Facebook on Adventures of Frugal Mom. Or chat from the blog cabin and leave a comment and I will reply back there as well. So, Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got a lot out of this. I hope your mind is calm, free from anxiety, at least for just a few minutes. And be blessed. And most importantly, keep chatting.